You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Dancing queen, that is me. Let's get right to it. College football action going on right now. Get to the window. Give me some Colorado. Give me the Buffaloes, baby. That's right. Prime time in Colorado. Colorado going up against Nebraska. Kickoff is about to happen any minute. It is front and center. Huge upset for Colorado against TCU last week. So they have put the college football universe on notice. That's right. And today is their home debut. Shador Sanders, Deion Sanders' son, is their quarterback. Put up over 500 passing yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. Boy, did he look amazingly polished. Offensive line is solid. And one thing about college football, and I'm not talking down to you. You know this. Speed kills. And that's exactly what Deion Sanders has recruited at Colorado. Meanwhile, Nebraska, they lost to Minnesota. Their defense looked horrendous. I'm not sold on their quarterback, Jeff Sims. So I think their defense is going to have a tough time containing Sanders and Travis Hunter. Let me not forget about him. You've got two of the best guys that are going to be on the field on the Colorado side (laughs) offensively. So this game is about to kick off. I always like to put out some bets and some wagers. We will follow this game throughout the show. Hopefully we're always hoping to get you some money um, so that you are heading into NFL week one, baby in the green, right? Uh, Where now you're playing with some house money. So, again, I got Colorado. I was very fortunate. I jumped on Colorado earlier on the week when they were just minus one. Get this, guys. And, by the way, we got Harvey and Joe who are producing the show. Gentlemen, good afternoon, good afternoon. Do you know that more money has been placed on Colorado and Nebraska kickoff momentarily? More money has been placed on Colorado and Nebraska than any NFL game so far. And we are a little over We're 25 hours away from Sunday, fun day, NFL Sunday, fun day, week one. And more money has been placed on this game than any NFL game. Is that amazing? Gordon mentioned that in passing on his show. And it is amazing because I would have thought the Giants-Cowboys game would have been up there just because Cowboy fans are delusional. And Giant fans, they think a lot of people are discounting their team. So I would have thought they would have jumped on the three and a half. I'm shocked by that. Right? Unbelievable. Uh, but how fun. Can I say, like, another thing, and, and granted, yes, you want to wager wisely. All right, you, you never want to wager with your heart. You always want to wager with your head. I think this is a mixture of both, which always is a, is a recipe for a ton of fun. So I'm excited to be here today. I'm excited to be hosting the show from noon to three. Uh, a lot of football talk. I'll share with you who our guests are, who's coming up. Um. But on top of that, to be able to watch this game while I'm hosting this show and talk about it. And oh, by the way, I've got money riding on it and rooting for, uh, do you, do you know this? Like Deion Sanders, what he had to cut off, like what was it? Two or three toes last week, two weeks ago. Right. Are you aware of this? Like yeah, there, I, think, there was, I think he opted to cut the toes instead of skipping the game or something like that. Right. Like, like he had to, uh, like there was talk and speculation that he was going to have to like cut off like a, a good portion of his leg. Um, or his foot, something like that. Um, so in, in order to make sure that uh, he would not be able to, to, to miss week one, um, he cut off like 
I want to say like two or three of his toes. He's dealing with some health issues, unfortunately. So <laughs> it kind of reminds me, and, and I know you guys are a little too young for this, but Ronnie Lott, do you guys re remember who Ronnie Lott is? The great San Francisco 49er, of course, the there best safety of all time. Uh, the great New York Jet, of you course. Can, you, can, you, can argue, you can argue Ed Reed. I'm just throwing it out there. You can argue Ed Reed. You can make an argument. But you yes. can make one. I'm not hearing it. <laughs> Look at you, Joe. Coming strong today. We're only, what, how many? We're six minutes in, boy. You're coming on strong. Um, but, yes, uh, so Ronnie Lott, um, like, partially severed his finger in a game and went in the locker room and was just like, cut it off. We'll sew it on after. <laughs> Who doesn't want to go in the trenches with that dude, right? I do. Raise my hand. It's raised right now uh, in my own little private studio. So uh, so there's that. Um, so uh, big kudos to Deion Sanders. Big kudos to Colorado. Um, I just think it's so cool that he's coaching his own son, who now is – he. did you guys see this? He went from like 100, 100 to 1 to win the Heisman Trophy to 25 to 1 after last week's win against TCU, where, again, he passed for over 500 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. He went from, a like, 100-1 to one to 25-1 to one in order for those, those the Heisman odds. So um, I'd jump on it now because if he comes out and he has another performance like he did against TCU, granted, uh, Nebraska, this defense, nothing to write home about. I think this is. I, I think this game very well could come down to, and, and not that Colorado has a great defense either, by the way. Uh, I think this game could really come down to, uh, you know, whoever has the ball last, um, or maybe not. I, you know, how explosive? How many points is Colorado going to put up against this Nebraska team? Uh, we will find out. I also have some other college football plays for you coming up a little bit later on in the show. Uh, I I would say that to me, I'm more excited to watch this game. Uh, than any other game, but uh, I'm sure a number of people are excited to watch Texas going up against Alabama. Um, and so I do have a play in that matchup as well. Patty Trania is going to join us on the show, coming your way at 1230 this afternoon. Why? Some concerning news broke yesterday um, with tight end for the Giants, Darren Waller, that he has... I, 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 what, what words do we want to use properly? I don't want to use tweaked... Um, aggravated what do we want to use here guys because I, I don't want to be a drama queen right I want to be like he's not ruled out he's now questionable I think aggravated is a good word right I think aggravated is fair right because again I don't want to be too much of a negative Nelly but there's definitely a red flag here because uh, this is the same hamstring hamstring injury uh, that he's been dealing with for quite a few years and of course um, missed was it seven, eight, nine games last season with the Raiders because of this ham hamstring issue? So there's a huge concern there. Um, so I thought it'd be great. Got to get somebody on to talk about the Giants, and so I thought it'd be great we get Patty Trania on, and um, and so we'll get an update from her coming your way at twelve thirty this afternoon. So a lot of football talk. Obviously, it is week two of the college football season. It is week one of the NFL season. Um, we'll also talk some fantasy football. We've got Cynthia Freeland, who's going to be joining us like she will each and every Saturday afternoon at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, Joe Wiz is going to join us, as always, each and every Saturday afternoon at 2 o'clock with his picks and his plays. 
I'm sure he's got a plethora of plays for us heading into Saturday's college football action as well as Sunday. Uh, and we will take your calls throughout, 800-919-3776, the phone number. Uh, but let's start first and foremost, like I said, uh, some concerning news con- with with Darren Waller in, in that hamstring. Here's the thing. The Giants knew this coming in, right? Any team who was going to sign and bring in Darren Waller had to know, like, the dude just has a history of a bad hamstring. And every now and then, it, it's going to flare up. So, but more importantly, as we get closer to tomorrow night, where we know the Giants are going to be taking on the Dallas Cowboys, uh, right now that line is three and a half. Let me just check. I want to make sure it's still at three and a half. I would imagine it is. Yep, it's still at three and a half. Um, I, I, again, I've been doing this for quite a while. I want to assume. I know what happens when we assume, but I'm still going to do it anyway. I want to assume that Darren Waller is going to be a game-time decision tomorrow night. So we won't know if Darren Waller is going to suit up and how active and attractive he's going to be until an an hour and a half before kickoff. That puts a number of us in a big pickle, especially me, who drafted Darren Waller in probably 10 of my 12 fantasy football leagues. So what am I going to do with that? Uh, Good thing for me, I also drafted Kincaid, who is going to be playing on Monday night against the Jets. So I'm actually in, a, in, in a, a good situation considering the NFL schedule. But I know there's a number of people out there who are not in a good situation. So uh, that's something that I'm going to discuss with Cynthia Freeland. Who are some of the, the tight ends out there that, uh, that folks can potentially pick up and activate if maybe tomorrow afternoon, maybe we'll look at some of the 4 o'clock games. If tomorrow, as we get closer to the 4 o'clock games, word is 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 seeping out that it's not looking good for uh, Darren Waller. Another thing you want to pay attention to, and this is what we saw in the Kansas City game on Thursday night against the Detroit Lions. If a team activates a practice squad player a few hours before game time, that's a really good indicator whether or not that player is going to be active or not. Because that's what Kansas City did prior to us finding out that Travis Kelsey was going to be inactive. So that's that's another thing to pay attention to. Okay? Is is guys that are 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 being called up from the practice squad. If you're if if you're staying on top of a player's active or inactive status. Very important to do. Okay? 800-919-3776. This is what I'd like to hear from Giants fans. On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the most confident that the Giants can beat the Cowboys tomorrow night. With Darren Waller, I was about a 7, a 7.5. Seven That's how confident I was and still am if Darren Waller is active and attractive. Without Darren Waller, my confident level drops down to about a five, a five and a half. I still feel that the Giants can beat the Cowboys without Darren Waller. I still believe it. 
just not, I don't, I just don't have as much conviction, but I still believe it. Where's your confidence level? And, and again, I, I, I don't mean to sit here and be a negative Nelly, right? We have to plan for the worst, but, but pray for the best. Okay. That, that's, that's really, that's what we need to do. But I'm just, I just, I want to, I want to test the waters here. Giants fans. How confident are you in this Giants team beating the Dallas? How, how much weight are you putting in Darren Waller as a part of this offense? I'm curious. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. I just want to keep on the streak, you know what I mean? Understand this is a good team. It's a different team. Almost every other couple years that we play them with the coaching changes they've had, but um, understanding what they did last year uh, under Dayball uh, with their offense, the, the progression, the defense, um, the players that they've added. That's a good team. Going to give them respect. That's Dak Prescott, who, by the way, did you hear? Did you hear his? Uh, what he was? He was sedated for eleven hours Can to get a le- to get a leg hours. tattoo. To even, get a leg tattoo, eleven hours. I don't even think he got like the whole leg. I think it was just like the thigh, and maybe like parts by his knee. I didn't see the whole thing, but that's insane. This just reminds me of the Aroldis Chapman situation where he had to go on the IL because of a leg tattoo. So I think, you know, message for this. For the listeners out there, just don't get a leg tattoo. It just doesn't seem so, like a good idea. So, folks that are listening, maybe you don't know this story. So, Dak Prescott in the offseason got a leg tattoo all the way from like his hip all the way down to his calf. Or, I'm sorry, all the way down to his ankle. And so, you know, and, and I don't know about, do you guys have tattoos? I have two. Do you guys have tattoos? I do not. I wish. I, I don't have tattoos. If I were to, I'd get sleeves. Okay. That's hot. That's hot. Um, so I have two tattoos. Full disclosure, complete wimp. I fainted twice. Why? Because it was just brutally painful. I think that's better than being sedated. I, I Yes, Avi. But I'm just saying, I'm just sharing. Like, you know, I, I'm sure a lot of people think like, oh, you know, Anita Marks, you know, like you know, strong, very tough, tough, right? No, no. I cry at dog movies. Um, I'm extremely, um, well, hold on. 
If you don't cry during a, a sad dog movie, you're a psychopath and should be taken away. Uh, that, <laughs> I think, is a normal human behavior. Okay. I, I'm just saying, like, I, like, like I'm, like, I re- like, I cry. Here's the thing. I cry very easily. How about that? I, I'm, I'm, I cry very easily. I'm, I get, um, I don't want to say that I'm emotional. I can't say that I'm emotional, but like, I just like, like I catch feelings easily. So I guess one would classify me as emotional. Um, and, and my pain tolerance is very minuscule. So I, so both times I went in for my tattoo, I literally fainted in the chair out cold. They had to get smelling salts, salts for me to wake up. So I'm just saying like, I totally understand wanting to be sedated. I totally get it, Dak. I do- but 11 out, 11 out, like a lot of times, like, I, like I've had, you guys might not be aware that I've had seven knee surgeries, three ACL, four meniscus repairs. My nose had to be reconstructed. I've had a ton of surgeries. Okay. Uh, some elective, not going to lie. I'm I, I, no shame in my game. Uh, some athletic, athletic injuries. Okay. And so, you know, you're under anesthesia, you know, a lot of times like you're like, well, how long am I going to be under? Sometimes it's an hour and a half. Sometimes it's three hours. You know, that's pushing it for like 11 hours. Is that, that's insane to me. And did he not consult the Dallas Cowboys before doing this? If you're the Dallas Cowboys and you hear that your starting quarterback was sedated 11 hours for a tattoo, what's, what's your first, are you, if I'm, if I'm Jerry, I'm calling him on the phone and going, what the? F-? No. Maybe that's reason for uh, Trey Lance becoming a Dallas Cowboy. Hmm. There you go. Joe's connecting the dots. Joe is connecting the dots. Joe's, anyway. on, Joe's on fire today. He's picking. He is. On, he is. He is on he fire. He doesn't want to hear your, your Edry argument. He's got some nope. takes. Nope. He's he's bringing it today, boy. Must be the start of the NFL season. So, um, <laughs> so there's that. Uh, we're gonna hear from uh, Patty Trainia in just a minute. Um, Julia El Baba, she's gonna join us to give us a U.S. Open preview for folks out there. Maybe you're heading out there to see Coco Golf. Hopefully, win her first major championship. Going up against, uh, um, is it? I can never pronounce. I can never pronounce these names. Sebalenka, Sebalenka, right? Se- yeah, Sebalenka. Th- thank you, thank you, Joe. Because you're on, you're on top of it today, dude. Anything I, I anything I need to know, I'm coming to you first. If I was on, the, you know, who wants to be a millionaire? You would be my, you'd be my first call. You'd be my lifeline. Just so you know that. Um, also, why did Carlos lose last night? And uh, we'll find out what's going on with the protesters out there and the weed that we're all smelling from court 17 uh, at the U.S. Open. So we'll get a U.S. Open update with uh, Julio Elbaba coming your way at 1 o'clock, Cynthia Freeland at 1.30. Joe Wiz is always on Saturday at 2 o'clock with his picks, his plays. As always, we like to have you head into Sunday in the green, playing with house money. That's what we like to do. Also, we're going to have a hot take segment. We just decided this in the break, by the way. Joe asked me, "What's what's your hot take? What's your hot take this NFL season? I think I have a few, um, but it, it sounds like Joe's got a few. I, I want to imagine that Harvey has a few as well. Um, 
but but also and and, and I'm just curious, guys, because unfortunately we don't have any callers on right now. 800-919-3776. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna circle back to you guys on this. First of all, first things first, confident level, confidence level of the Giants beating the Dallas Cowboys with Darren Waller. Ten being your most confident, one being your least. Where did where do you stand? Eight and a half. Ooh, that's even better than me. I was at seven, seven and a half. Look at you, Joe. You really are bringing it today. Harvey? I was at eight before the Darren Waller news, but now I'm at, at, a, at a seven. So you were at eight. Now you're at a seven. Joe, you were at eight and a half. Now, if, if Darren Waller does not play, where are you at? Six. Okay. I was at a seven, teetering on seven and a half. Without Darren Waller, I'm down to a five, a five and a half. So, so obviously, um, I have more concern than than either of you, which is interesting. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Curious uh, Giants fans, uh, what are your thoughts heading into Sunday's game? Also, want to remind you, uh, Golf Zone Social is an indoor golf simulator with twenty two hitting bays in a family friendly sports bar environment. It's the perfect place to tee it up for birthday parties, team-building events, and friendly get-togethers. Keep it locked to ESPN New York for your chance to score $100 in Golf Zone Social Hitting Bay Reservation credit coming up later on in the show. It's all thanks to Golf Zone Social, the most social experience in golf. Cheers to food, cheers to golf, cheers to fun. So definitely stay tuned for that. 800-919-3776. We come back. We'll take your calls. Also, we'll hear from uh, Patricia Trania coming your way now. We'll get an update in regard to Darren Waller when we get back right here on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Welcome back to 98.7 ESPN. Anita Marks with you on this week one of the NFL season. Who better to have on but Patty Trania joining us now because of the news that broke yesterday, Patty, that Darren Waller now is dealing with a hamstring issue. I know you're there. You're at the facility all the time. You're in that locker room. These guys, this roster... Everybody loves you. Uh, you've got your finger on the pulse of this team and this group better than most. So first things first, when that news broke, and it, it's not like anybody broke the news, the Giants reported it. Were you surprised? Because that, you, you and I are both good friends with Paul Dottino. I text Paul right away. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I was in the locker room. I left the facility. Nothing was said. So when that news broke, how surprised were you? I'm not going to lie, Anita. I was kind of surprised with the news. Um Waller made it through the entire summer, no incidents. He practiced all week, nothing. And now all of a sudden for this to pop up the way it did, it was like, whoa, where did that come from? And, you know, so I guess in retrospect, you could say, well, you know, he's had a history of hamstring issues and whatnot. But again, but he made it through the entire off season, the entire training camp, no sign of, of anything. And, and for this to pop up, it's like, oh, my, you know. 
Yeah, um, uh, for sure. And, and of course, uh, I mean, we have to state the obvious, and that is that the Giants signed Darren Waller. And by the way, he's the highest paid tight end in the NFL um, and signed him uh, and, and of course brought him over from, from the Raiders knowing that this was something, you know, hamstring issue is, is something that's commonplace with him. In fact, he missed several games last season because of it. So, um, you know, so, so, so it's not like the giants went into this, you know, with their eyes, not wide open. Right. No, they, they knew of his injury history, but you know, as with anything, they give the guy a physical, they review his medical and then, you know, they know that they have to manage him. You know, the guy's, uh, what, 30 years old now or over 30? And he's, he, you know, he's not young anymore. And, you know, the thing with hamstrings is, is they are tricky injuries. Just when you think they're good, you go out, you test them, and then, boom, you can easily be put back to square one. So the Giants knew about it. They tried to manage it as best as possible. Like I said, they got him through the entire summer, no incidents because of the management. But here we are dealing with this. Absolutely. Uh, so, all right. So, so now what, right. And, and again, listen, we're not here with doom and gloom. There's still a possibility that he's active as I like to call it active and attractive. And he plays this Sunday night against uh, the, the, the Cowboys. Apparently reports are that he's going to be put to um, like the next 48 hours, like intensive therapy and to try to get this hamstring as good as possible so that he can play. Are you, are you hearing anything otherwise? No, I mean, that's that's commonplace. So, you know, he's an important part of this offense, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a, in a moment. And the next 48 hours, today and leading up to kickoff. Now, the benefit for the Giants here is that they have a late kickoff, an 8-20 kickoff, so they have a little extra time to get mm -hmm. Waller right. So, yeah, he's. I, I would expect he's going to be undergoing round-the-clock therapy on that hamstring just to make sure that, you know, he, he can do all the things that they need him to do Sunday night. Absolutely. All right. So, um, again, we, we don't mean to sit here and be negative Nellies. That's what we're trying to do. But, you know, we, we just have to prepare for the worst, be optimistic and hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. Right. Um, you know, hopefully he plays obviously such a big key, a big cog, a big part of this offense. Uh, I mean, a small sample size that we saw when the starters uh, played in the preseason. But boy, did we get an unbelievable taste of what this offense could look like uh, with him in it. If he does not go on Sunday night, Patty, how confident are you? Well, let me ask you this first. With him active, you were you feeling confident that the Giants were going to beat the Cowboys or could beat the Cowboys on Sunday night? Oh, absolutely. I think the, the Giants match up a lot better with the Cowboys. You know, speed, that's what it, what they were missing last year. They've got it. And, and a guy like Waller can draw a party as I call it in the middle of the field which opens things up one-on-one -on -one for the other guys the other speedsters to win their battles so absolutely I was feeling confident with him in the lineup yeah so I, I, me as well uh, you know and, and of course Patty you know I'm a, I'm a gambling woman so uh, I love the fact that the Giants are getting three at home I love the three and a half I was going to play the Giants on the money line as well I, I said this on, on my weekend wager gambling show last night confident level of the Giants beating the Cowboys with Darren Waller, I want to say was hovering around a seven, a seven and a half on a scale of 10 being the, the most confident and one being the least confident. Without Darren Waller, I'm still, I'm probably like at a, at a five and a half. I'm probably at a five or a five and a half. I, I still believe the Giants could beat 
uh, can beat the Dallas Cowboys. I'm not sold on the Dallas Cowboys. What say you? Without Darren Waller, what does this offense look like, Patty? Well, basically, probably the same as last year, minus some speed, obviously. I think they would probably have to lean heavily on Saquon Barkley in this game, which I, I could see them doing anyway because Dallas's run defense is, is questionable. Um, I don't think they really did a whole lot to upgrade that run defense. So I could see Saquon having a big, big night. Um, and, you know, let's not forget Daniel Bellinger. I mean, Bellinger's no Waller. I understand that, but he's also not a bad tight end. So, you know, could he maybe take some of those snaps that were, were intended for Waller if Waller can't play? I think he can, you know, and, and just a, a few other tweaks here and there. I mean, Mike Kopka is very creative. Brian Dable, very creative. You know they're going to have a plan B, C, and D if plan A doesn't come to fruition. So, so very interesting. You didn't mention Paris Campbell. And I've heard great things about him. You know, and it's very interesting. Patty, again, you know, not only am I a gambling woman, you know, I'm really big into fantasy. And, um, and in, in the 12 fantasy leagues that I play in, Jalen Hyatt was drafted before Paris Campbell. And, and listen, I, I love Jalen Hyatt. I think he's fantastic. But I, I do believe second behind Darren Waller, I'm expecting Paris Campbell to get the second most targets in this offense. Am I wrong or am I right? I could see it happening. You know, the other thing about Paris Campbell that we don't talk about enough, but I think we need to be, is that he can work out of the backfield, too. We saw him do that a lot in training camp, you know, the practices. So Paris Campbell, I think, is a very underrated part of this offense. He's going to have a big part uh, moving forward as a complimentary guy, but some weeks he's going to be featured. But, yeah, I, I definitely think Paris Campbell is somebody to keep an eye on if you're playing fantasy football. Yeah, and, and, and I do believe that he's going to be able to step up, especially if Darren Waller cannot go um, on Sunday night. I'm looking at him as being a key guy who I think very well could step up in this offense and deliver. Um, you know, let, let's go bigger picture here, Patty, because you know I'm a huge Daniel Jones fan. I have been for quite a while. I was screaming at the rooftops for them to pick up his fifth-year option. Obviously, we know that they did not. We know how this, this ended up. They ended up having to pay him more money than they expected. Of course, he just reworked his deal uh, last week. But nonetheless, um, you know, you're out there. You're watching camp. You've been out there all preseason. What, what, what should Giants fans expect from Daniel Jones this season? Confidence. Absolutely brimming with confidence. You watch Daniel Jones. He's got a little pep, a little bit more of a pep in his step. He's playing quicker. He's making, you know, right decisions. You know, he made right decisions last year, but with what they've asked him to do with these new wrinkles, he's made a lot of right decisions. His ball placement has been, you know, spot on for the most part. He, he's just gelled with some of these new weapons, and it looks like he's been playing with them for, like, forever. So definitely a, conf a more confident quarterback, a guy with a, who's finding his voice, who, who's commanding the huddle better than ever before, and a guy who I think is, is poised to just live up to that contract. So I'm really excited to see what he can do. Again, uh, I'm a big Daniel Jones fan, have been for quite a while. And I think this is the season where he could really, really potentially ball out and put up some gaudy numbers and statistics with the weapons that he has around him now. On the defensive side of the ball, Patty, what can we expect? We saw them, them improve the linebacking core in free agency. We saw them improve the secondary in, in the draft. How good, how, where would you rank this Giants defense, Patty? 
in terms of the league or in terms of the division? Uh, in, in terms of the league, where would you rank them? I, I think this defense, if they all stay healthy, have the potential to be a top 10 unit. I mean, last year they weren't that bad, and they, they were obviously lacking at the linebacker spot. Some of the depth at cornerback got wiped away. So if they can stay healthy, you're right. They upgraded the pass rush, you know, with the addition of Isaiah Simmons, who can rush the passer. You know, they're getting back a healthy Leonard Williams to go along with Dexter Lawrence, who was able to get pressure. Hopefully Aziz Ojolari and Kayvon Thibodeau can stay healthy. And they've got a pair of rookie corners uh, that they're going to probably see a lot of action, those rookie corners. They're going to have their their hiccups here and there, but they sure did look good. And, you know, I, I, again, I, I just think this defense can be closer to what Wink Martindale envisioned when he probably took this job. And listen, I in order to have success and win the NFL, because everybody always gets injured to some degree, you need depth. And I love the addition of Boogie Basham and Isaiah Simmons uh, the last few weeks to help bolster uh, that depth on the defensive side of the ball. Patty Trania joining us here on 90.7 ESPN. We're just a little, uh, a little over 24 hours before Sunday week one kicks off. And of course, tomorrow night, the Giants going up against the Cowboys. Patty, before we let you go, let's look big picture here in regards to the division. Uh, everybody, including my grandmother, has the Philadelphia Eagles winning the division. I actually have the Giants coming in second. I'm fading the Dallas Cowboys. I'm not a big believer in Dak. I don't like the fact that Mike McCarthy's calling plays. Uh, I think their offensive line has taken a step back. You pointed out their defense, which I agree with you. I think Saquon Barkley can have a field day against them on Sunday night. So I've got Dallas finishing third and Washington finishing fourth. What say you? What's your order at the end of the regular season? I think I'm going to probably agree with you there. I think Philadelphia is still the cream of the crop, as much as it pains me to say that, and, and as much as it pains Giant fans to hear that. But they're still the team to beat. I think the Giants have definitely closed the gap, the talent gap that existed between themselves and Dallas. And you pointed out several concerns that I have as well about the Cowboys. You know, Dak Prescott has been a turnover machine the last couple of years, so I'm not a completely sold on him, as, nor am I sold on the fact that Mike McCarthy is, is calling plays. So, yeah, I could see the Giants finishing second, followed by, uh, you know, the, the Cowboys and Washington, you know, depending on how their quarterback situation plays out, you know, that's the biggest question mark I have there. But if, if Sam Howell steps up, I mean, you know, that team's on the rise, I think. Patty, any final thoughts before we let you go? Any news, any information that you think Giants fans uh, should be in the know about as we head into game one? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a, a really, you know, raucous environment, MetLife Stadium, you know, the Giants having this big blue out that, that they're, uh, you know, promoting. But look, if you're playing fantasy football, keep an eye on Saquon. I do think Saquon is going to be a central part of this offense game plan that they're going to run. And uh, the pressure that uh, Wink Martindale, I mean, you could almost see like they're, that they're drooling over the thought of what they can do. So let's just hope everybody stays healthy and that everything that the coaches have planned come to fruition. Fantastic. Patty, let the folks out there know where can they find you, where they can read your stuff, because you do such a phenomenal job covering the Giants. Let them know how they, they, can, uh, they can read your content, get a hold of your content. 
Yeah, thanks, Anita. Um, you can find my written work on GiantsCountry.com, which is part of the Fan Nation Network, a Sports Illustrated channel. You can find me on uh, what I guess it's called X now, formerly known as Twitter, at Patricia underscore Traina, T-R-A-I-N-A. And I also host the Locked on Giants podcast, which you can find on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Fantastic. Great stuff as always, Patty. Really do, really do appreciate you. Um, and, um, and thank you so much for your insight. Enjoy week one, my friend. You too, Anita. Again, Patty Trainer joining us here on 90.7 ESPN. Phone lines are open. Nine, <laughs> I was just about to give you my own personal phone number. That would have been um, a disaster. 800-919-3776. 800-919-3776. We'll get your calls when we get back right here on 90.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. I don't think we need anyone else to believe in us. I think what we're going to accomplish, even if you guys in the media and the outside factors were saying, we're going to do this, we're going to be a Super Bowl, that's not going to be the reason why we do that. Our focus is on us. The belief that matters is within this locker room, within this building. Saquon Barkley, ready to bring it. I'm with Patty. I, I think he has a monster game against... Uh, the Dallas Cowboys. I'm, I'm just, I know we've got a lot of Dallas Cowboy fans out there. They're all across the country, quote unquote, America's team. I'm just, I'm just not a big believer. 800-919-3776. Let's go to Hammer. Hammer, welcome in. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Anita. One of my favorite, favorite personalities of ESPN radio and a major inspiration to why I'm a content creator covering the Las Vegas Raiders. Let's have a conversation, Anita. It's been way too long. Darren Waller, this was a guy that the Giants, Giant fans have been going crazy about. Uh, I've heard a lot of people say that this really was their best receiver. Wrong side of 30 with this hamstring issue. Has only played 18 games in the last two seasons. After his matchup on only one play against the Chiefs last season, he didn't play for about five weeks before the Raiders decided to put him on IR. Traded him for a third-round pick, which was a great idea. We ended up with Michael Mayer, who's probably the best uh, tight end coming out of this draft class. I was really rooting for the Giants this weekend in regards to, look, he has an offensive court, uh, a head coach in Dable that really does wonders with tight ends in his offensive scheme. And now you guys don't have him. I'm kind of on the fence about well, this. It's not, I want to hear hasn't... your thoughts. Yeah, but that that hasn't been confirmed yet, okay? Um we're trying to be as optimistic as we can. We don't want to we we don't want to throw out, you know, um I'm just saying, we don't want to throw out information that's not confirmed. I mean, even if oh, let's just say that. let's just say, I mean, Hammer, let's just say hypothetically speaking, they throw him out there as a decoy. You know, I, I mean, the chances are, you know, he he still might suit up and play. We we you, you never know. Um you know, here's the thing, Hammer, and thanks for the phone call, and thank you for your kind compliments. I really do appreciate it. Darren Waller is a man amongst boys, right? And and I have not been out there to camp. I have not been to Giants camp. I'm not speaking from experience, but I worked for the Giants for almost seven years. I still know people there at the facility. I talk to them quite frequently, and they just tell me, like, he's just – he's a specimen. Like, he's like – he's like from another planet. So a huge risk, uh, uh, like there is a huge risk reward there in regard to um, 
you know, bringing him in, having him on your roster, whether it's the real roster or your fantasy roster, whatever the case, dude's a beast. So it's, it's kind of like, I always like to, whenever I envision stuff like the scales of justice, right? So you've got, you've got this immense talent. It's kind of like when Odell, I, I used this analogy when Odell Beckham Jr. was here, right? You've got this huge, unbelievable talent in Odell Beckham Jr., but everything he does off the football field, he's a freaking headache. There's always something. There's always drama. There's always something. There's like, it's ridiculous. But what he brings to you on the football field and how much better he makes your team as a wide receiver active on your field outweighs the, the drama and, the, and all the BS that he brought to the Giants, whether it's hanging out on a yacht five days before you're playing in a playoff game against the Green Bay Packers or, um, you know, walking out of the locker room with no shirts on in negative 20 degrees when you're about to play the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field. Like, just stupid stuff, stupid, dumb. But that's what came with Odell Beckham Jr. because he was such an immense talent. Of course, it's different with Darren Waller. Because now what you're talking about is is not him doing stupid things, uh, but now it's just genetically, uh, you know, he's just he's a hamstring tweak away from not being active or attractive on your football field. So there's a risk reward there, different risk reward, but a risk reward nonetheless. Okay, so um. You know, we'll, we'll, I mean, again, we'll see what happens. I, I don't want to sit here and, and again, I, I don't want to be a negative Nelly as, as I was having the conversation with Patricia Trania uh, because we don't, we, first of all, here, here's another thing. This injury happened without the media watching practice. So we don't know what happened, right? We don't have the details of what happened. You know, was he running a route and then all of a sudden, like, you know, you see it when we're watching a game. And a, and, a, and a wide receiver is running around, and all of a sudden they come up, and they're like, oh, and they grab the back of their leg, and they're like limping. We don't know if that happened or not. Or was he warming up at practice and was just like, hey, guys, something, I, I'm just, I'm really familiar with this situation. Something just does not feel right here. Um, I, I'm going to shut it down. Like, w- did he tweak something? Was it that he just didn't feel hundred percent and shut it down before we, we don't know. We don't have the deets. So we don't know what happened. All we do know is that the giants are doing everything they can in the next 24 to 48 hours. Now it's 24 hours to, to try to get him ready to play on Sunday night. And we'll see what happens. I will tell you this. The giants medical staff is one of the most conservative medical staffs in all of the NFL. If they at all feel that it is a huge risk for him to play week one, they will not okay it. And I know Tom Coughlin, who was there when I was there, 100% would listen to the medical staff. He was old school. Whatever the medical staff said went. I know that wasn't the case with Joe Judge. Not sure if that's the case with Brian Dable. Haven't met Brian Dable. Would love to. Huge fan. Haven't met him yet. So is Brian Dable the kind of coach that just flat out 100% listens to the medical staff? Or does he take the medical staff's advice 
and then decides what he wants to do based on the information that he's attaining. I don't know. I don't know how he rolls. But we'll see what happens. Uh, let's go to Ray in the Bronx. Ray, welcome in. Yes, hi, Anita. How are you? Fantastic. Welcome in. Good afternoon. Yes, I'm, I'm going to let you know I'm not a Giants fan, but my prediction, and I'm going to tell you this because I don't want to bust anybody's uh, bubble, but uh, I think Dallas is going to go way out, all the way out to win that game because Dak, first of all, his, his job is on the line. And we all know that when they brought in that young kid, or the one they brought in, Dak is going to go a lot. I think he's going to go a lot and win that game probably, if anything. That's my opinion. Okay, so so you you're you're all in on Dallas is what you're saying. Let's go to Lou and Wayne. Lou, gotta make it quick, up against the break. What you got, Food? Oh, uh, good afternoon. Yeah, um Giants fan. Mm-hmm. Waller was an injury riddled player. Yes, he's really good and he's healthy. He's awesome. But we also have another tight end that we had before Waller came, which was Bellinger. But I, I felt like Bellinger was a perfect fit. And also, he grew muscles uh, over the summer. He looks yeah, but phenomenal. but let's let's but Lou, let's be uh, with all due respect, Lou, and thanks for the phone call. Bellinger can't hold Darren Waller's jockstrap, and I don't even know if he wears one or one. He he couldn't even hold it. So I understand what you're saying, and and and, and Patty Trania said the same thing. You know, uh, you're, you're, it's night and day. It's night and day. Okay, Darren Waller is on like. Gronk level. Bellinger is not. It's, it's a different tier of, of tight end in regard to, um, you know, how explosive this offense can be. With all due respect to Bellinger. Okay? So, uh, no comparison there for me. Sorry, not sorry. Quick break. We come back. We'll get you a U.S. Open update. If you're heading out to, there to uh, the U.S. Open tonight, cheering on for Coco Golf. Uh, we'll get you up to speed. Also, Carlos... Uh, Alcaraz uh, lost last night, which I'm pretty bummed about. Um, we'll find out the latest. We'll get you a U.S. Open update. Also coming up in this hour, Cynthia Freeland is going to join us. We'll talk some NFL. What are her thoughts in regard to the Giants as well as the Jets? And some fantasy football advice as well. 